0: Will I get a better deal if I pay cash? Oh,
1: man, have I heard that so many times? And I think where that question stems from is... You're listening to The Auto
0: Advice Podcast, brought to you by Toyota of Cool Springs. What's up, y'all? Welcome back. I am so excited because today in the studio, we've got Alan Richardson. Al, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing great, doing great. Glad to be here.
0: Good, brother, man. I'm, I'm happy to have you because today is kind of a special episode. We are doing lightning round of most popular questions that we're getting from our actual customers. We're literally going to be reading them off uh, in real time for you guys. These are some that we've gotten. These are some that are already coming in. Uh, and we're just going to start off and, uh, and hit some questions. What do you say, man?
1: Let's do it. Let's do it.
0: I love it. Well, um, so this first one that we got here, uh, pretty simple um, from Michelle. Is it better to lease or to buy? And brother, you're the expert. I'm going to let you take it away. Okay.
1: Okay. It really depends on a lot of different things on whether leasing is for you or purchasing is for you. If you're the type of customer that constantly like to trade in your vehicles every two or three years, then definitely leasing is an option. If you're the type of customer that enjoys all the new features that comes out, because we all know, just like the Apple iPhone, these features are going to keep getting better and better. Your next 10 years from now, we're going to have a bunch of cars driving for us. So if you like all the new features and definitely leasing is an option. Leasing is also good for a payment buyer. Um, Now, keep in mind when you do lease, you do have to have a certain credit score to lease. So that is a privilege to have. That's why typically the payments are a little bit lower. But um, if you're a payment buyer and you're trying to get to a certain payment, leasing is always good. And also if you just like to trade out new vehicles every two to three years leasing is great for you because at the end of your lease term you can hand your vehicle in get in a new one you're not upside down you don't have any real commitments to that vehicle let's say if you do a five or six year term so i mean that would be my personal input on it
0: yeah that's really good i hope that's helpful for you michelle thank you so much for the question Uh, the next one we got um all right so here's a tough one for you ready for it let's go This one is from Sean. Uh, Can I get approved even if I have bad credit?
1: Hmm, Good one, good one. I actually hear that a lot. I've been in the business nine years. uh, Well, going on nine years. Can you get approved with bad credit? Uh, Yes, you can. Um, Most dealerships have lenders that do work with, I like to call it challenge credit. There are a little bit more steps that's involved with getting approved. Um, A lot of times you're going to have to prove your income, prove your legitimacy. Um, You may have to provide some references or things like that. Um, so to the answer to that, yes, you can. Um, it's a little bit more hoop jumping, if you say, to make sure that we can get that approval. I mean, you're going to have to put some money down. It's a lot of different factors that um, comes into play when trying to get an approval with challenge credit. But um, like I said, I've been in the business eight years and I've got tons of challenge credit approved. Um, It's just a process and you got to be very open minded. You got meaning you can't come in here and say, hey, I want this uh, Toyota Sequoia. That's a $60,000 vehicle and I have bad credit and I want it at $400 a month. Um, So you really got to be open minded as far as the vehicle. And I always tell most of my challenge credit customers, the best way to build your credit up is to attain a loan. Hmm. How do you do that? You get in what I call a stepping stone vehicle. You get in that first vehicle that we can get you approved for. Make sure you pay that vehicle on time, at least 12 months. Then turn around and trade it in or something like that. That should help your credit and also get you to that next level to get the vehicle that you want. So the answer, yes, you can get approved. It's a little bit more steps, but, you know, just make sure the salesperson that you're working with is guiding you in the right direction.
0: Okay, that's really good. Uh, That's and that's really helpful stuff. I like that.
1: So this next one,
0: this is from Angela. Um, Do I have to put money down in order to purchase a vehicle? What do you think about that?
1: Okay, so I do a lot of research online when I'm I'm, um, just bored at home or something. And I hear a lot of people saying it's illegal to put money down to buy a vehicle. Wow. Do you have to put money down? No, you don't. Um, Money down does help a lot of factors. One, it helps to actually get our approval. Sometimes people hear that, oh, I don't want to put any money down, and they're wondering why they can't get approval. That money down helps that approval with the bank because you got to think about it. We're getting a loan from a financial institution. They're going to want to see some effort on your side, especially if you're challenged credit or something like that. Now, if your credit is top tier, you may can get away with no money down. But if you're a payment buyer, once again, that money down helps that also. Mm. So money down is going to help that payment. And it's going to also help your approval. So do you actually have to put money down? That's a yes and no question. I would say, no, you don't have to. Yes, it helps your loan out a lot. It helps your approval rating. And it also helped that monthly budget. So that's a kind of two-sided question. If I had a little bit more in-depth information on what you're buying, your credit score and things like that, I can personally kind of guide you in the right direction on what you need. But just as a general rule, I mean it can kind of go both ways.
0: Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Okay, so this is one I'm sure you get a lot. Um, I've even heard this around the dealership quite a bit. Um, Is a maintenance plan uh, or a warranty a good investment when you're purchasing a vehicle?
1: Very good one, very good one. Me, I personally buy maintenance plans myself. To me, it's like going to Costco and buying something in bulk and getting it a lot cheaper Hmm. financially. It makes a lot more sense to me because once you break it down versus coming into the dealership every single time for the next five years and paying, I'm just going to use a round figure, paying a hundred dollars a visit. Hmm. If you were to buy it in bulk and buy that plan upfront, you may be paying $50 per visit the way it kind of breaks down. So to me, I definitely think those plans are helpful um, it's one of those things also out of sight, out of mind. You never have to worry about where the money's coming from mm-hmm. once you ready to get your oil change or once you're ready to get your transmission flush, you never have to worry about that. If you do it up front, if you do it the other way, then you have to make sure you're budgeting yourself. Let's say, first you have a bad month at work or something at home breaks down or something like that. Then you have to somehow get that money to pay for that oil change, somehow get that money to pay for that transmission flush. So to me, it's a peace of mind. I love it. I always get into it, roll into my loan, or I may just put it down. You know, it's it's kind of different ways you can do it, but I think it's very helpful. Um, Is it a good investment? Definitely. Um, Investing in your vehicle, to me, it's like investing in your home, investing in your body. You want to make sure that that vehicle is running in tip-top shape all the time. That way, you may not have to ever trade it in. You may not have have any major expenses on it because you're keeping that maintenance up. So anything that maintains a vehicle, your body, your home better than to me it's a no brainer and a great investment to make.
0: Yeah, that's really helpful. I love that. Okay. This next one uh, comes from Robert. Will I get a better deal if I pay cash? Oh
1: man, have I heard that so many times? And I think where that question stems from is a long, long, long time ago, before yeah. I was even in the car business, mm-hmm. It was always taught if you pay cash, you're going to get a better deal. Mm-hmm. Of course, that was probably true then because you were dealing with a bank that's going to finance you, but the dealership itself doesn't get the money until 30, 60 days later mm-hmm. because of just the way it used to work. I mean, it, it, it's, the paperwork was so strenuous and things like that, it takes a while for the dealership to get paid. So if a dealership says, hey, if you want to pay cash... We'll give you a little bit better deal because they're going to get their money sooner that way. But now everything's done. It's a technology where everything's done and click on a button. If I get you approved through, let's say, a CN federal credit union, you drive out on your vehicle, they hit a button. It's in the dealership's account. Wow. Is there any benefit to for the dealership to discount the vehicle? Not really. I mean, so used to. Yes. Now it's, it's really whatever the customer preference is. So. To answer that question, if you get a better deal, it, not necessarily anymore. Um, there's other things that you can look at to try to leverage and get a better deal. But just because you're paying cash, that doesn't necessarily equate to a better deal nowadays just because of the way the money is distributed. Like mm-hmm. I say, it's, it's in a dealership account and literally after they fund the deal and hit the button, it's transferred over to the account. So
0: but That makes a lot of sense. This next one's from Sophie. Uh, should I spend a little bit more money and invest in a hybrid or gas?
1: Good question. Good question. Um, A lot of times when I'm dealing with my clients and they come in and they're asking, oh, I want to get the hybrid RAV4. One of my first questions that I normally ask is, what's your driving pattern? Typically, hybrids cost a little bit more than gas. So I want to make sure that your driving pattern is going to be That you're going to see benefits as a hybrid. So if a lot of people don't know, um, because a lot of people, some people don't even know what the difference with a hybrid or what a hybrid battery is. Mm -hmm. Hybrid battery is you get a little bit more gas mileage when you're driving like inner city. You're not using your gas. You're actually using that hybrid battery. So if you're the type of client that leaves home, you jump right on the interstate, drives for 45 minutes and get off. A hybrid might not be your best option to spend more money because you're not really reaping those benefits. But if you're just a, a retired person or just you work from home and you go to church, to the gas station and to Kroger or Target or whatever it is, just neighborhood driving, definitely. I mean, it's definitely beneficial because most of those trips you're using just a hybrid battery. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, I had a client that may have filled up once a month using a hybrid battery. Wow. But they work from home. Everything they did was 10, 15 minutes around their home. So, I mean, I would say that will be the key. You really have to look at your driving pattern um, see how much interstate driving you do versus inner city driving. If you do a lot more inner city, then de- definitely a hybrid is worth spending a couple thousand more because you're going to save that in gas.
0: OK. Yeah, that's really good. So, y'all, consider hybrid if it makes sense for you and your driving pattern. That's great advice. OK, so uh, this next one's from Michael. What should I look for on a Carfax? When I'm considering purchasing a vehicle.
1: First of all, hopefully the dealership is actually printing that Carfax off for you. Mm. That way you can get a visual on this previous history of the vehicle. A couple things I would say to look for is how many owners the vehicle have. Um, Look at the mileage, of course, and just kind of see if it's a high mileage vehicle and it's the customer. It was one owner and they had it for two years you know that that vehicle is mostly interstate driven. So, you know, a high mileage vehicle may not be bad if it's two years and it's, you know, just interstate driving or something like that. Um, You want to look at where the vehicle was actually purchased at and where the owner actually reside at. You know, if it's a up north vehicle or something like that, it could be some salt issues. Um, If it was a vehicle that was purchased in Let's say Houston, when they had the flood, you want to kind of look at all those different things, just uh-huh. kind of get an idea of what you're purchasing and the background. Um, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, kind of like dating. You know, once you date someone, you always kind of want to figure out a little bit of their background, whether you're on a social media page, just kind of figuring it out or you're asking them questions or something. You always want to know the background of the vehicle that you're purchasing. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I would definitely say miles, where the vehicle is from, how many owners it have, um, and maintenance. Maintenance is very important. On a Carfax, it's going to show you every time that vehicle was serviced, long as it was serviced at a recordable uh, dealership or something like that, that scans it in. So it's going to show you if most vehicles need to be serviced every 5,000 miles, just in case you didn't know, every 5,000. So you can look on there and actually see, okay, it was serviced at 25,000. Okay, it was serviced at 30,000. Okay, it was serviced at 35. Great, great thing to um, visually see. Mm-hmm. Now, once you start seeing one that, oh, it was serviced at 25,000 miles, then the next one was 47,000 miles. To me, that's kind of a red flag. Now, there can be some, maybe it was a mechanic and he was servicing it himself and things like that. Mm-hmm. But that's one thing you do want to take in consideration is how often that vehicle was serviced. Because mm-hmm. in order to keep a vehicle running, like we talked about the warranties and things earlier, you have to get a service. You don't get a service and there's a major issue, then... Now you're coming out of pocket for it. So definitely service would be one of my main things that I tell most customers to look at. When I'm selling the vehicle, I highlight every time that vehicle was serviced. That way you're getting a little peace of mind. Say, hey, I'm buying something of value that was taken care of.
0: Mm-hmm. That's really good. When y'all buying a pre-owned vehicle, uh, if they're not showing you the Carfax, run <laughs> for the hills. Uh, Fast. That's right. <laughs> and just make sure you check that. That's really good yeah. advice. Uh, so, last question that we've got here uh, is a good one. It's kind of a spicy question. Here we go. Ooh. All right. So, uh, I'm pricing the exact same vehicle. Okay. Uh, it's a 2024 Camry at, at two different dealerships. And the price is two to $3,000 different. Um, how is that possible?
1: Huh. Yeah. Very spicy. So, okay. I deal with that a lot. Um, once I'm working with a client, they say, well, I'm going to beat I'm gonna be up front with you, Alan. I'm I'm um, looking at this same vehicle at Bob Hope down the street, Bob Hope Toyota, and Mm -hmm. man, they came back two thousand dollars less than you.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: My first thing is, them is can you provide that VIN number for me? Mm -hmm. What people don't realize is there's almost no two vehicles that's identical. Okay. Meaning there can be so many different features. Just because you have a Camry SC and I have a Camry SC doesn't make them twins. Both of them have, you can have a V6 or a four-cylinder. Mm-hmm. You can have a push-to-start or a manual key. Okay. You can have one that has extra features on there and one that doesn't have any features on there. Believe it or not, all those little things add up. So a lot of times when you think you may be getting a better deal, it turns around you're missing some stuff that you may really want. You may don't want to get in the car and crank it up physically, but you opted to go with... Two grand cheaper because from the outside looking in, it looks like it's cheaper. Anytime something's cheaper, I tell my clients there's a reason why it's cheaper. You pull that, I pull my V-Spec and I can compare and actually give you, go line for line and explain it's, it's the breakdown on why it's different. Hmm. And that's one thing that a lot of clients, I, I hear this question a lot. I'm actually glad it popped up. Yeah, yeah, It happens so much in the car business. They're not comparing apples to apples. you are comparing an apple to an orange. Right? There's no way to compare that. Yes, they're both Camrys, but they're, they're different. Mm-hmm. I mean, so really, the right salesperson is going to make sure that you know exactly what's on your vehicle versus their competition. To me, I'm very big on that, on being very transparent is, hey, let me break this down. Let me show you what you're missing. Mm-hmm. Let me show you what you're gaining. That $2,000 to me may be worth a push to start. It may be worse, those heated seats, because Mm -hmm. I really love heated seats in my car. So you want to make sure that you're really breaking it down, because no two vehicles are alike. Can you find two vehicles that's identical? Yes, you can. Nine times out of ten, when you're, as a customer, shopping, and you're going to this dealership, then that dealership, you got a V-Spec here, you got a V-Spec here, you get pricing here, you get a pricing here, and you're like, oh, wow, I'm going back to this dealership. They're a lot cheaper. Maybe it's because of the area that y'all in, or maybe it's because of this. Everybody get the vehicles from the same location. Hmm. The same location. So I mean, you really gotta dig deep down on what you're buying and knowing what you're buying. Because I mean that can be the difference of a thousand, two thousand, maybe three thousand. If it's a engine change. Like I said, you can have a four cylinder and a Camry uh V six. Mm-hmm. They can look identical, have all the same features, but of course the V six is gonna be a little bit more. Yeah. So that's what a lot of customers don't really take the time to research. Mm-hmm. And as a salesperson, you should make sure that you're informing the customer of the difference mm-hmm. and why there's a difference, because you may see value in that. If it's $2,000, there's a value attached to that $2,000 difference. Mm-hmm. So definitely make sure if you're comparing two vehicles, you're looking at 1V spec, looking at the other, one. Well, take a highlighter, highlight this has this, this has that, this has this, this has that. Oh, circle what this one don't have versus this. Sure. Then you have a clear understanding of why it's a difference in price. You may not just be you may not be getting a better deal. Hmm. You may be getting a more headache because now it's the winter time and you don't have those heated seats that That's you right. love. I love those heated seats. <laughs> so make sure you do that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 not really possible to have a huge difference in the same vehicle unless the features are different. So definitely keep that in mind when you're out shopping. Um, make sure you're asking those questions with your, uh, with your salesperson. Mm-hmm. I mean, be very transparent. Say, hey, I'm not going to show you pricing, but let me show you what this vehicle has on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Make sure you get a V-Spec with whatever dealership you're working at. Get it, say, hey, can I get a copy of, you know, all the features on that vehicle? Yeah. That way, once you go shopping around and you go to the next dealership, you can compare exactly what you're missing and what you're gaining. So
0: that's really great, that's really great, y'all. Well, hey, thank you everybody who submitted some questions for today's episodes. You hit us with some good ones. Unfortunately, Ooh. you were not able to stump <laughs> the Superman of the car business today. Uh, and if you want to come and see him, maybe even buy a car from Superman himself, come see us at Toyota of Cool Springs here in Franklin, Tennessee. Al, thank you for being on my no man.
1: problem. Appreciate it. Look forward to more. Yes, absolutely. Let's
0: do it. And y'all. Ask Superman, hashtag Ask Superman. Go follow him (laughs) on Instagram uh, at Superman of the Car Biz. Yes, that's it. And we will uh, look forward to seeing you guys soon. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Auto Advice Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please consider texting it to someone who could use it and leave a review wherever you're listening, which will allow us to help more people navigate the ever-changing automotive world. The Auto Advice Podcast provides advice and opinions from individuals featured on the show. It is important to note that these opinions are solely those of the individuals and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Toyota of Cool Springs. Listeners should exercise their own judgment and discretion when considering and implementing any advice or information provided in the podcast. Toyota of Cool Springs assumes no responsibility for any actions taken by individuals based on the information or opinions shared in this episode. Please consult with professionals or experts in the respective fields for specific advice or guidance related to your particular situation. Again, thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Auto Advice Podcast.